Hey guys, I'm Esther, owner of Sarah Design. And I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community and covering industry secrets and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hi guys, welcome back to Better the Brand Designer podcast. I am so excited to be here with Adeline Nieto. We are going to have such a good conversation about brand photography. She is a brand photographer from New York City, and it's just going to be a really lovely conversation. And I'm so excited. So welcome, Adeline. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you here today. It's been a long time coming. Like I feel like you and I connected what, a year ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, over a year ago. It might yeah, have been two over years ago. ago. And then I think it was over Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yes, it was <laughs> over Instagram. And then you had set up a coffee chat because you wanted to add me to your list of resources. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And then I think probably like six months later, I said, do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, yeah. And then it wasn't, <laughs> and then we scheduled a date for like, a year after that for you to be on the podcast, which is yeah, wild. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> Sometimes whenever we have guests and we have scheduled them so far in advance, I'm like, do they remember? Like, do they still want to do this? So, <laughs> I'm so yes, happy. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. It's funny because I was actually already part of the Facebook group for Better Brand Podcast. Um, and I didn't even realize until like the email signature I was like, oh, and join our Facebook group. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh, this is such a small world. Like I'm already like in this like little community. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it is very tight knit too. Once you get in, you're kind of like in in the weeds of all of the <laughs> brand designer, everything. Yes, yes. Well, before we jump into introducing Adeline and our whole conversation, we always love to start with our intro question. So today... The question is, what is one thing you are currently trying to make a habit? And Adeline, why don't you start? Awesome. So definitely networking, which is actually a habit I've been trying to implement since I started my business. And it's been uh, more consistent during some seasons, less consistent during others. But I try to do a virtual or in-person coffee chat, um, similar you know, to how we met, actually, um, just to meet with other entrepreneurs, um, whether that's other photographers or other people who are in a similar tangential industry to my own, um, just because I like the diversity and perspective. And, and yeah, it's been really great to meet people um, and hear you know, everyone's different thoughts. I love that. And I love that you go out of your way to kind of talk to people who aren't just photographers, Mm -hmm. like talking to me or web designers or like whatever. I think that that's a really cool way to actually network because you can often get stuck in like your little bubble. Like we were saying, like it's so tight knit, right? That you could easily get stuck in this sphere. Yeah. That's cool. So you always just like reach out. I know with me, you just were like, Hey, do you want to chat? Like, do you just do that with a lot of people? Yeah. Yeah, actually I do. (laughs) Um, Or like they'll do it with me too, um, which is interesting. I don't know. I feel like there's this unspoken, like if you're down, you're down. If you don't like no pressure, it it is what it is. Like everyone's schedule is different. Um, But I recently met two YouTubers actually, and we've been meeting like every other week 
um, for coffee, like co-working, whatnot. And it's been really, really great. Um, like they're obviously, um, well, one is a YouTuber and a photographer, but I feel like their diversity and perspective just about like marketing and client experience and the client journey. And it's just been really interesting to hear how other people in other industries are, you know, doing things that I'm doing, but with a different lens. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. One thing that I'm currently trying to make a habit is weekly journaling. Like I have my daily journal where I'm writing down random things, but every Sunday I sit down and I think through like the whole week and I have this journal called the Moon Cycles Journal. And it's actually really simple. Like it just has a few short questions that you write down and it could be like, what's five things that are impacting your life right now? And it could, or five things that you're interested in right now. And it's just kind of like a consolidation of my whole life. And it helps me to sit down and like think about life in a broader perspective and kind of think of like, okay, the past week is in the past. This new week Mm. is coming up and like, I'm excited for it. Here's what I want to accomplish. Here's the things that I'm looking towards. And I feel like just by doing that, I've made it so that I don't really get stressed about every single day doing like a whole journal because then I, that's like too much for me. But once a week has been really, really helpful to just kind of like recenter myself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's my little habit. I'm good. So when it comes to scaling your business, there is so much noise around what you could do day rates, custom work, hiring team, courses, and workshops, and webinars. It's really overwhelming. It makes me think, like, is my mindset broken? Is it me? No, you are not broken. Different business stages need different things. Building a business around who you are as a human is how you can unlock your next level of self-defined success. This is the space that Morgan Rapp holds and teaches from in her group coaching program, Design Biz Mastery, which both Esther and I took, and it changed both of our businesses. We love how the program is focused not just on those vanity numbers that you see on Instagram, but on how to package and sell an ecosystem of cash-injecting, profitable offers in different high-value price ranges, 3 to 10K plus, that honors you in the process. DBM students have seen their investments back within their first sales calls, reduced their workload, scaled to six figures with services only, consistently brought in new leads, gained way more confidence, and established the income they need to sustainably create time and financial freedom. Grow your revenue, take Fridays off, and reach full body peace in your business with Design Biz Mastery. Visit dbm.morganrap.com slash better. RAP is spelled R-A-P-P. To learn more and also receive access to a free private training about the three-part framework to peacefully scale your design business towards six figures on part-time hours. Well, I'm excited to introduce you, Adeline, and have our listeners get to know you. Hopefully, they become best friends with you (laughs) or at least get to like have a networking event with you. I think that would be really fun. (laughs) Adeline Nieto is a New York City-based brand photographer. She specializes in helping businesses share their heart-centered story through strategic visual imagery. When she's not on photo shoots, Adeline is also a business coach for creative business owners looking to pair art and business and expand sustainability. Whether photographing or coaching, Adeline loves capturing her clients' personalities and helping them show up authentically. 
Outside of work, Adeline loves to explore new places. It may be a new town or a train ride away or a new local restaurant. If she's home, she may be writing, reading poetry, practicing yoga, or experimenting with a new vegan recipe. All of these help her stay creative and see things in a new light. Oh, your bio is so precious. <laughs> Thank you. It was interesting hearing someone else read my bio. <laughs> yeah. How does it make you feel? Great. Like, I want to be her friend. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whenever people read, whenever I read people's bios, I'm like, dang, you are so cool. <laughs> you are. Okay, yeah. Tell me about the new vegan recipes that you try. Oh, like last night I made lentil burgers for the first time. I've seen them on so many Instagram reels. I was like, okay, you know what? What am I in the mood for today? I feel like I probably need some protein. <laughs> so I was like, okay, lentil burgers, let's try it. Um, and that. you know what? That's it fun. actually didn't turn out that bad. Did I need four different like sauces to throw on top of it? Maybe, <laughs> but it turned out okay. But I really like just doing it because it's something that I'm doing with my hands and like not paying attention that much to a screen. Um, which I yes. feel like, especially now, I'm just like very screen heavy. So I like to move away towards like getting back into the moment. And I feel like cooking really helps me like settle into the moment. Yeah, I love that. So tell us a little bit about being a brand photographer. How did you get into photography and how did you kind of niche down into brand photography? Yeah, so that story is a little bit all over the place. Um, As always. Yeah. yeah. And I love hearing people's journeys because I feel like you can always identify like little parts with your own stories. So before um, I went full-time with my photography, I was a full-time middle school teacher. Um, I mostly taught sixth grade and I loved it. I still love teaching. I mean, I think that's why I went into business coaching because I really love helping people and really seeing them grow. But I was completely burnt out. And so I did a couple of interviews. I originally thought I wanted to go into the ed tech space, actually, but it just didn't feel right. A couple of my friends, when I was just talking to them about my career transition, they're like, you know, why don't you take your photography full time? You've been doing it during the summers and the weekends, um, you know, to stay creative. And that was the other piece that I really missed while teaching. Um, I felt like my creativity while teaching wasn't that present. Um, it depends, obviously, it depends on the school you go to, the curriculum that you're handed, but I felt like my creativity in the current position that I was in was like very, very diminished. Um, and like my soul was like slowly, like, I don't know. I just felt like my soul was slowly like going away. And I was like, I need to be creative because I feel like that is like a lifeline for me. So, um, my friends, uh, you know, know that. And so they're like, yeah, why don't you try doing your photography full time? And it took a couple of friends to say that for me to like really consider it myself. And I was like, yeah, why don't I try doing this creative, scary <laughs> adventure, um, and see where it takes me. So I did that, um, end of summer of 2020. Um, and I originally was like continuing to do all the types of photography that I had originally done. Um, so it was a lot of like couples, some weddings, you know, maternity, things like that. And then I was talking to my brother who actually had opened up a business in Tampa. Um, and he was like, well, I need business photos. Um, like you should think about doing photos for business owners. And I was like, yeah, I should. I've never thought of that before. And so I did some Googling and I realized that there was a whole term for it called brand photography. Um, and so from there, it was just like a deep dive into all of that and figuring out 
you know, how to express a brand visually, um, and specifically through photography. So the rest I could say is history. Um, but that's really like what spurred my interest in that. Um, it, I also, my dad's side comes with a lot of, um, entrepreneurs in the family. So I feel like I've, I've known firsthand and I've seen that firsthand, like that entrepreneurial journey. Um, and I really, I really wanted to be a part of it. I think, I think that it's so exciting. Yeah, that is so cool to hear your whole story of how you kind of just jumped into it and was like, well, I guess I'm going to take this thing full time. (laughs) I guess I'm going to just run with it and see how it goes. Did you feel nervous at all? Like when you were first going full time into it? Yes, nervous, but at the same time, like I knew it was the right decision because physically, like I felt better. Um, Like I feel like a lot of people talk about how like decision-making, you know, how you know if your decision-making was quote unquote correct for you or not. Um, And a lot of it has to do with like how you feel in your body. And so as soon as I made that decision to just like leap and honestly, the morning after I formed my LLC (laughs) and like starting to really go deep dive into the business aspect of it, um, like I would just wake up feeling like really, really excited for the day. And just like, Mm, just like there was like a visceral, yeah, visceral reaction to this life pivot that I was making. And so I, yeah, I was scared for sure, but I also knew that I was making the right decision for me in that moment. Yeah. I'm curious. You talked about transitioning from like doing couples and weddings and maternity to then doing brand photography because of this thing that happened with your brother, which is really, really cool. I think a lot of our brand designers who are listening have an interest in learning about like, how do you niche down and try to figure out like this new realm. So I think in a way it kind of is parallel. And I'm curious if you had, or what your thoughts were in your head when you were transitioning over, like, did you have to go over this mental hump of separation or did you kind of play in the realm of like, Oh, I'm doing both for a while. And then eventually going straight into brand photography. Yeah. I did do both for a while and those were my slowest months. Um, I don't think I got any inquiries. (laughs) I think that people were looking at my, my Instagram or my website and being like, what does this lady do? Like, I feel like she does everything. And I think that that's the harm in not niching down the fact that you don't look like an expert in anything. So I was working with a business coach who was another photographer who I really admire. And I was like explaining this to her and she was like, if anything, just hide those pages, like on my Squarespace website, just hide those pages. You can always reshow them, but like, just take the leap and, and just show your brand photography stuff. Um, and I was like, okay. And it was amazing. Like, I feel like the energy that I started to put out was the energy that I attracted back. And that's when I really started to get clients. It was when I niched down into brand photography. Um, cause I think that again, it's like positioning yourself as an expert. And so, yeah, those pages were hidden maybe for a month or two. And then they ended up eventually getting deleted <laughs> when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to fully jump into this now. <laughs> that is so funny. That's exactly what I did with my brand design. Like when I was working corporate, I was working with like fortune 500 companies, which like you would think that's really cool. And other small businesses would want to see that, but no, if they see that, they think then like, Oh, you're too high for me. Mm. Like, like see you as approachable. And then when I positioned myself in this other world, it was like, Oh, okay. Like this is what you're doing. You're no longer like working in advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It makes you more relatable to your ideal client. It's all in the mind. It's mind games. Yeah. 
I'm curious for you with your brand photography, what are things that you seek to pull out of your client? Like when you are photographing them, what are some different key elements that you look for? So I think a lot of it has to do with the planning stage and kind of what they're looking for too. Um, And also what the team is looking for. Because a lot of my uh, brand photography clients are coming to me with brand designers, with web designers, um, with creative directors, with a whole marketing team. Um, So they have this whole vision before they even come to me. So it's really understanding like the vision that they've already established. I mean, there are a fair share that come to me without a vision. And then like, that's a large part of what I do with them. It's like really establishing that vision or sometimes being like, you know, I don't think that this stage is the correct stage for you right now. Maybe you should go look in some other directions like brand design and really establishing that first and then coming back to me a little bit later on. But yeah, it's really figuring out like the essence of the brand and through that, trying to figure out how to visually showcase that. Um, And I feel like for me, I try to get to that essence in two ways, like questionnaires, because I feel like the words that someone tells me are really important, but then also through mood boarding, because I think that the visuals that someone is able to show me Mm -hmm. is also really important. And so I really need to marry those two, the words and the visuals. You know, what's so interesting is I think that your process is so similar to brand design process. (laughs) It's just like in a, it's a different field, right? We go through mood boards and we try to understand like how to authentically convey what the client needs and who they are, but you're taking photos of them and we're pulling it out in design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have thought about that a lot. Like it's, it's different angles of, of kind of the same process. And, um, and that's why I love working with other brand designers too. Cause I feel like sometimes they already have deliverables that I can just read over and, and really understand much more quickly. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned talking about like pulling out the essence of who they are, like authentically showcasing their personality. What does that mean for you and how, what's the best way to determine what that essence is and the authentic meaning behind their photos? Yeah. Um, So I feel like everyone has their own story, right? And sometimes that story is a ginormous book with a lot of chapters. And so that story is actually a bunch of stories within the story. Um, but either way, everyone has their own like like story. That's the essence of who they are and their brand. Um, and so I think a big part of it is figuring out what their story is. But then if you dig deep into their story, it's like, what are their values? Like, why are they running the business the way they are running the business. They could run their business a million different ways. Why did they choose that specific way to run their business? Or why did they get into that specific industry? You know, What values do they have that got them to do something, let's say, in sustainability? So it's really understanding like what got them to where they are. And sometimes the story is very visible um, and they've crafted it quite well. And then other times I feel like they need that third person or, you know, Technically, that second person, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. like that uh, that other person to to really take that story um, in pieces from them as as they convey it, um, but then but then put it back all together in a way that's more tangible to to outside people. Yeah, you're really the fresh eyes for them. Like mm-hmm. they've been stuck in their own story, right? Like they they've lived it. They've gone through this whole process of starting their business, and you get to come in and say like okay, this is what's really connecting with me too. And I think that like you can tell your story authentically in this way because it will resonate with other people as well. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but I feel like it's digging in, finding what the essence is, but also like figuring out where someone else is going to relate to it. So there's yes. the marketing aspect as yes. well. You're not just snapping pictures of them. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to pull that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is like really trying to listen and and be in their head in a way, but while maintaining being in your own head as like that outside perspective to offer them that outside perspective, be like, yeah, I hear that you're saying X, Y, Z. Someone outside might think ABC and like trying to like mesh the two together so that it's like achieving the same the same vision. Mm. A little bit of an unrelated question, but how do you choose which type of businesses to work with? Yeah, I feel like that goes down to my own personal values <laughs> and the way that I run my business. But I feel like, and I, and I put my values on my website. Um, I, when I was working um, with my own brand strategist, we did a lot of like values uh, based like assessments and things like that. And I, that's when I really realized like how important values are to the heart of your business. Um, so I feel like if a, if a client comes to me and I feel like they have most of those values as well, then I feel like that's a client that I want to work with. And what are those values? I don't know them off the top of my head. <laughs> um, that but is I know. totally fair. I feel I like know. if I was, somebody asked me that too, I'm like, oh, being a good person. <laughs> I know that authenticity and transformation are definitely two of them. <laughs> Which um, is incredible because that's like what you've talked about. Also like trying to pull out their authentic- authenticity. So like if they're authentic with you, that's really going to align. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And transformation like that. Like, I mean, I feel like I had this in, in any job that I've had in my life, like teaching photography. I just love seeing people grow like that transformation of seeing people like really step into who they are, who they were the whole time, but step, step into that confidently. Yeah. That is really cool. How have you seen photography transform people's businesses? So it's been really great because I sign up for like all their newsletters, follow them for like on all the social media and stuff. So I get to really see how it's transformed um, their business. I think it builds confidence. Like I really think that it builds confidence and presence and being like, yeah, this is who I am and stepping into like the spotlight. Because I feel like without photos or without photos that you're proud of, without photos that you feel represent you in the way that you want to be represented, you're kind of like staying in the shadows, kind of playing it safe. But I feel like after my clients get their brand photos, I feel like they're just like very much like, okay, I'm stepping into the spotlight. This is me. I'm proud to be here. And this is what I have to say. Yeah. And I think too, like you you talked about being confident. I'm like, whenever I see somebody who's got new photos, they're like, wow, I'm a badass. Like my (laughs) business is so cool and they want to share everything. Mm -hmm. And it really is. I think the confidence is probably the biggest piece Mm -hmm. and let alone like the way people see like the first impressions of their business. Like, of course the revenue is going to transform that too, but the confidence is probably the biggest, right? Yeah. And the confidence is catchy. Everyone wants to be around someone who's confident. Everyone wants to to buy from someone who's confident. So I think it's like a snowball effect for sure. Yeah. There's a real value behind and so much power behind brand photography that like propels them forward in so many different ways, like in so many different facets of who they are and what their business can hold and how it can grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of ways do you feel like 
photography communicates like a vibe or energy for people. So I was thinking about this, like just just, like scrolling through social media um, when I was writing copy for my own website, (laughs) Um, because I was like, I was trying to like figure out how to describe brand photography. Um, And then I was like scrolling through social media and I was like, there's some profiles on here, for example, that like, as soon as I get to them, so like in one second, basically, I already know which account they're from, um, just based on like, like the vibe, like the, the mood, I guess. Like, yeah, I know that it's them and I can see their face, but like, I feel like sometimes it's just like a, like a carousel post or something that doesn't even have their face, but like, I'll recognize their, their brand colors or their font or Mm. things like that. And I feel like I think consistency is what helps build a brand. Um, but in order to build consistency, I feel like you first need to establish that that vibe or energy that you're going for. And a lot of it has to do with branding, um, which which you all are very well aware of. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I feel like those those images, those visuals also definitely help play a role. So yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that you can tell. Cause I think I can too, when I see people's photos and their posts, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that person. And when I come across a post that I'm like, who is this? I feel like that's a, a telltale sign of like somebody who hasn't quite gotten mm. their vibe, their energy down quite yet. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like putting content out there, throwing stuff out the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like another way this just popped into my head, but I feel like another way is like also asking like prospective clients, like, Oh, why did you choose to work with me? Or why did you choose to inquire? You know, whether that's a question on your contact form or something that you ask during your consultation or something. And I feel like that can also get to the heart of your own vibe or mood or essence. Like a lot of people for me, for example, are like, Oh, like, I feel like your photos are very warm and they show connection and they're very like, uh, authentic seeming (laughs) ironically they keep using the word authentic too um so so I feel like over time I've gotten I've gotten feedback and I feel like that in itself is like a a mirror too so then I do more of that to because that is what I feel like my brand is so it's something that I've seen uh, other people like reflect back to me and so I feel like that also helps I'm curious if you have worked with some of the same types of clients like over time. So if you have different, if you're taking photos of brand designers, like time after time, like how do you create unique styles for all of them Mm. that are authentic to them, but also reflect your own photography style? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that boils down to a lot of like the questionnaire and the mood board. Um, so like one, um, industry that I found I work with a lot, um, is like the wellness industry. Um, so like healers, therapists, doctors, you know, people in the wellness industry. Um, and I feel like even within that one industry, there's so many ways to convey wellness (laughs) and, and like what that means. And it's really interesting to see the mood board and the images that they put into the mood board, um, the way that they answer the questions. Um, and I feel like that really helps me decide on like how to, how to create photos for them. And I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I, I just feel like every person 
has like a different energy to them. Um, so automatically I feel like the photos carry a different energy because it's, it's just like a reflection of who they are. Um, they're a different person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all different people. Like I'm trying to think like I've, I photographed a couple of therapists now and, and they're, they, all their photo shoots turned out very differently. Um, even though technically let's say like I have the same pose for them or like the same idea on the shot list for them, it all like manifests itself differently because of their different energy. And I feel like even during the shoot, like I'll be like, Oh, like what kind of like playlist do you want to put on? What kind of music do you want to put on? And so like that also carries in a different energy for the actual photo shoot too. Like one could be super lively. One could be super, um, like calm and, and, you know, almost meditative. Um, so yeah, it really, it really depends. I think on the person. That's so interesting because yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, if you're, if you're photographing like the same industry, like two different therapists, like, oh, they would be pretty similar, but that's not true at all. And I think probably you have in your mind, like a way to, to make them feel unique and make them really shine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also try to like capture also like the person who they are outside of just their their job title too. So like their different like interests and things and also everyone's brand colors are different. So that also affects yeah. like the mood and the tones of the actual colors in the photos. Um, so yeah, it all adds up. <laughs> you talked about them sharing some things and adding things to the mood board. I'd love to know more about your process of collaboration with people. Yeah. Um, so like I was saying before, um, I, I definitely have a fair share of clients who are coming to me with just them and their, um, their own ideas. And then other people who are coming in with like a whole, whole team, um, who they've worked with, um, for months. And, and sometimes I'm being told, oh yeah, we need the photos in, uh, like a month. Can you do that? <laughs> um, so I think some people like don't even have photos on their radar until some brand designer or brand and web designer tells them, yeah, you know, professional photos will look really great for your website and would really add the perfect finishing touches. Um, but then I have people who like want something, I think they want something tangible first and they don't know where to start. And they're like, Oh, I need photos to post on social media. So they come to me first. So everyone's kind of coming to me in different ways. Um, but I love, I love collaborating, whether it's just with that one client that I'm working with or whether it's that one client with like a whole team. And so if they have a whole team, I always offer like, you know, like, it'd be great if we could all hop on like a quick Zoom call. Um, but I also understand that some people like are Zoomed out and no one wants to hop on right. video calls anymore. So I'll also be like, you know, if you have deliverables that you've already solidified, you can you can email those over to me and I'll take a look um, and email back any questions I have. And yeah, it really depends on like how involved the other service providers want to be. I'm pretty flexible. Um, but there's definitely that that collaboration piece that I love. Cause I feel like the final vision always looks best if it's looked through with multiple lenses. Yeah. Do you find it harder when there is one person or a team or it's kind of the same? So it's funny because I definitely feel like it's way more difficult if it's just that one client coming to me. Um, Interesting. I would have thought opposite. Yeah. No, I really, I really like, I, I don't know if this is like my teaching background where I'm used to like having great team meetings and, and subject team meetings. I'm just used to like having to collaborate with a bunch of different ideas and such. Um, but I, I really like the input of like other people and seeing what they came up with. Um, and then, and then like being like, yeah, that sounds great. Or like, actually, like, have you thought about this before? Um, and then just like going back and forth 
a little bit to like hear their ideas again um, and revising my own ideas or vice versa. It also, I think, adds like a certain feeling of confidence of me going into the photo shoot being like, yes, like this is exactly what the client needs. I think that's almost like, I like, I have like backup (laughs) in a way, like, you know, like there's a whole team that's really working to help this one client. And I feel like this is going to be like perfect for them. Um, if it is just me and that one client, like, yes, I do have a certain level of confidence, but sometimes like depending on their stage, sometimes like I know that they haven't worked on their branding yet. And so because of that part of me is like, Oh, like, I wonder, I wonder how well these photos are really going to work out for them. Um, and then sometimes those clients come back to me like a couple months later, be like, yeah, okay. So I solidify my brand now. Like I'm really ready for the photos. <laughs> um, so I think it really depends on like the stage that they're in and how confident they feel. Um, but I definitely feel like working with a team, um, helps because, because yeah, it feels like, everyone has each other's back and like, we're really doing it for that client. Yeah. We have an inbox question that kind of jumps off of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. And I just love to um, read that question out and then we can talk a little bit more. But this question is from Christina Lucere. She asks, is brand photography important when defining your brand? Yeah. I love that question. Yeah. I think it definitely fits into what we were talking about. Um, so yeah, I, from a brand photographer's perspective, I definitely prefer if the brand is defined quote unquote first. Um, cause otherwise, um, in my experience it sometimes the brand photo shoot feels a little bit like half done. And I feel like it's, it's a lot more powerful when the brand has been solidified. And that's not to say that like a brand solidified this year isn't going to be rebrand next year. That's totally possible. But I feel like there's like more of that, that vision that's being held um, once the brand is established. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, to note there's two different like spaces for having a brand defined, right? Like if a client is a service provider that doesn't have physical products, maybe like that's something that can be done in tandem. And maybe if they have like products, then that really needs to be done beforehand because mm. you cannot mm. photograph anything that's like placeholder or things mm-hmm. like that. Would you agree with that? Or I mean, it's okay if you disagree. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it depends. Um, yeah. Cause product photography is something that's a little bit totally, yeah, totally different. Um, and then I also run into a lot of things like, um, a lot of people who've inquired for product photography sometimes just don't simply have the budget for product photography. Um, and just because they're, they're just starting out, their products don't, you know, they don't, I guess, sell for that much. Um, so there's not really a budget that they can work on, uh, or they can work with. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's interesting, like where in the process, um, people decide to get their, their photos done if, if they do decide to get photos done. Right. Yeah. I think what you're talking to of like having it defined first is really important. Like going through a little bit of a strategic positioning of like, what kind of persona do you want to put out there? What kind of photos or what kind of essence do you want to have is really important, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They can feel kind of like wishy-washy or like, you know, that they're going to just have to do their photos again if they do it too early. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's a waste of money. I think as a brand photographer, I always try to make sure I tell my clients, like, we're going to do it right before we start on your website. Like Mm -hmm. we'll do your brand and then we'll do your photos and then we'll do your website. Because obviously you can't do, you can't like have 
a website with placeholder. Like that just doesn't, you need it all to work together. Yeah. That's exactly where I feel like I'm coming into the picture. A lot of times they've established their brand. They're currently working on their website, which is why they're on such a tight deadline. Um, and they need those photos done by a certain time period, uh, timeframe just because, yeah, they need to, they need to know if the website like is cohesive and goes together. And so I find it kind of difficult because like, it, it's very, it, I feel like the timing can be really tricky. Like it's a very delicate balance of like, can we find a photographer that can deliver images in this timeline? Cause it's like, it, it's a timing thing. I think a lot of the times so the photography piece. Yeah. What's the typical timeline? I know you said earlier that it was like, people come to you and were like, I want it done in a month, but like, what's an ideal timeline if you were yeah. able to choose? I think an ideal timeline is like two months. I feel like one month to like really do the planning um, and not feel rushed. Um, and then the second month to like, well, still plan. <laughs> but like the okay, first first month I feel like is like questionnaires, mood boarding, like a call, you know, like really understanding like what the essence of the brand is. And then the second month is like the nitty-gritty planning, like outfits and and location. I mean, even just like making sure that we can secure a location, I feel like sometimes we need to do that in advance, you know? I mean right. depends on where Especially you live. Especially being assuming. in New York City. Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> like in New York City, I feel like that's definitely the case. But I guess it depends on where you live. But yeah, securing the location all also, if part of it is outdoors, making sure that we also secure a rain date. And then that boils down to like, what does my schedule look like? And what does the client's schedule look like? So yeah, I, I, ideally it's two months. I mean, I've definitely made some photo shoots happen within a month and the turnaround. And then also the editing time. I think that's the other thing too. Like usually my editing takes two to three weeks, but then with these tighter deadlines, you know, that's not possible. So I feel like as long as it's communicated upfront, um, I think that the photographer can decide if that's a project they want to work on or not. But that is something that I have noticed the timing piece when working with, um, brand and web designers is a little bit tight, but I I can't imagine what it would look like otherwise. Like, I feel like it kind of always is going to be a tight deadline. I mean, I'm curious what you think. I mean, maybe this this conversation is kind of eye-opening for me too, to really communicate that to my clients of like, I can't just say your website's going to be done at a certain date, right? If we are getting photos done, because you need a longer timeline or involving photographers, like I said, like middle of the branding process where you've already kind of gotten the strategy part done, but then you're working on the design so that there's a little bit of an overlap, but knowing that it takes about two months instead of promising the clients to like, all right, your website's going to be done in a month, but we mm-hmm. need your photos too. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we need more education around because I mean, honestly, as a brand designer, I don't know that. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, your photos can get done whenever. <laughs> like go find a photographer. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the more that us as a whole industry can understand like how long things take, We'll just make it easier for us to say that to our clients and set the expectations ahead of time instead of like forcing it to be a rush job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is expectation building with clients too, on my end and then also on their end too, so that neither of us, I feel like, are being, you know, completely rushed and then not getting yeah. the best final result. Let's just get everybody on the same page. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Do you also charge rush fees when it is a shorter project? 
I have once, but like the rush was like super, super, super rush. Um, other okay. times, if it's like within my schedule, like and they communicate it up front, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I block it off in my calendar and I've been totally fine with that because I understand like kind of the, you know, the situation that they're in. Um, but I don't know. It hasn't something that I've been thinking about, but not something that I've like officially implemented. Yeah. Tell us more about your collaboration process with brand designers and creative directors when you're working with them on commercial shoots. Maybe they are at the shoots and maybe they're just part of the planning process. I'd love to know what you typically do when collaborating with them. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, it, it's kind of like what I was saying before, like, you know, the extent that they feel most comfortable with. Um, I, I have like an open door policy for my photo sheets, as long as it doesn't get too hectic. Um, like my client can bring whoever is on their team that they want there for support. So like if that's the creative director, um, or if that is their, their brand designer, or even if that's like their best friend or partner, um, whoever can really like make them feel confident and, and calm. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people get nervous during shoots and stuff. Um, so whoever that like, moral support kind of buddy is and that could be from the personal life or from or from their their business life too but no I, I definitely don't expect them to be there like the day of the photo shoot I feel like a lot of it happens like through planning like through a call or even through email sometimes it's not um that intensive and I don't think that it it necessarily needs to be um if you know if people are on the same page yeah that makes a lot of sense how can, as a brand designer, how can we better support photographers before the shoots happen? Like, is there a way that sometimes in the planning process, we can overstep in the creative direction phase and feel like, mm. oh, we're the creative, so we know how things <laughs> should go down? Um, that's funny you say that because I was working with a brand and web designer and she kept saying like, I don't want to overstep. And I obviously knew that it was like very sincere and stuff. Um, but I think that that was a real fear of hers that she is attempting to articulate. I think it depends on every, you know, brand photographer. I really think that collaboration is where the magic happens. I'm very pro collaboration. I'm sure there are other people out there who, you know, are a little bit more independent and they, you know, they maybe might like less collaboration. Um, but I'm very pro collaboration. So, um, like I, I never think that someone is overstepping if they're, you know, if they're articulating their opinion, um, on what the brand, like the final brand photo should look like. If anything, I, I, I like that, um, input. Um, like sometimes web and brand designers can be as specific as, yeah, so we want like the majority of the shots to be horizontal because that's what we plan for the web design or the majority of them to be vertical or like even like a social media manager, um, like working with me being like, yeah, like obviously we want a lot of the photos to be vertical because those are going to do better on social media platforms and getting as specific as that or like being like, okay, yeah. So we want some photos that have a lot of blank wall in the background, like specifically a blank white wall in the background to add text to. So things like that really help me um, because then I can put that into my shot list and make sure that I get those shots. Because if I didn't know that beforehand, then I feel like, you know, everyone's a little bit disappointed in the end. So I'd rather always know that beforehand. So if there's anything as specific as that, I feel like, yeah, as long as it's communicated in a kind manner, <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like everyone's opinion is is valuable in trying to get the client, like the end result that they, that they want and need. Yeah. Do they ever send over like a brief, a creative brief of like how they sort of want the shoot to go? Or is yeah. it kind of more done like, 
via calls and things like that? Yeah, I would say the majority are actually sending over creative briefs, which is super helpful um, because I'm a very visual person. Obviously, <laughs> I'm in photography, um, but I, I'm, I'm a very visual person. And so creative briefs really help. Um, sometimes they even already have their own mood board, in which case the client doesn't, you know, we don't need to make, create another mood board. So sometimes it actually really helps me in the sense that it knocks off to do's on my own list. And I know that the client has already approved that. So that isn't like a whole other discussion that needs to be had. So I, yeah, I'm really pro, uh, working with, you know, collaborating with other, um, service providers. And what kind of things are on those creative briefs? that are helpful to you at least? Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, like, like really specific shots that need to be taken. So for the shot list, let's say, um, or like their brain colors, um, but like how their brain colors, like how much of their brand colors should really be in the photos. Cause sometimes they actually don't want their brand photos to be in the uh, brand colors to be in the photos. Like, let's say their brand color is like a rustic, orange or something like too much of that orange is actually going to be overwhelming possibly. Um, but some might actually love that like cohesiveness that it ends up being tied together in which case they probably want like a very plain location background. Um, so like the coloring even just really matters a lot. Um, and then like, do they want like a complimenting, like a complimentary color or a color that's a little bit you know, closer on the color wheel, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it can be as specific as like outfit choices that they have put together, location, like sample locations, because usually they're not also based in New York City. Usually um, the people I'm working with are based like throughout the US. Um, so like sample locations um, and then even like sample poses or sometimes they even have like inspiration um, websites that like someone else in that industry is also doing like like the client's industry is also doing. And so they show me like, uh, in, like an inspirational, um, like website that I can kind of take a look at. Um, so yeah, like it can be kind of broad or it can be like super, super, super specific. Like here are some location right. ideas. <laughs> yeah. That's helpful. I think for us to know, like going forward for anybody who's working with a brand photographer, like how much information to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like in a way, more is better because that way you can start to have conversations from the get-go of like things that will work, like how can we organize this? And then your job would be to consolidate all of our thoughts and provide it in a cohesive manner, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there is like that little bit of back and forth. Like for example, I was doing a photo shoot for a doctor and the location felt like really, like the location that was brainstormed felt really sterile. Um, and I told them like, yeah, I feel like, you know, this is a great location, but maybe not for someone who's working in medicine because medicine can already feel a little bit sterile. So like, I want to maybe remove us from that kind of like sterile feeling environment and put us in like a cozier environment. Um, because that was the brand that they were going for, like how to take care of children, but in the home, not like, like basically knowing like when to take the child to the hospital or not, but it was like more focused on like caring for the child in the home setting. So so yeah, sometimes I am like given one thing, but then like I am putting my own opinion and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I can see why you went in that direction, but how about this direction? I feel like this would fit the brand a little bit better. Right. Yeah. It's all about like open, honest dialogue too throughout the whole process. 
Because mm-hmm. I think that's where, I mean, this is in any type of like business relationship or collaboration. Like if you start to be like shy about sharing your thoughts and your opinions, like it can end up in a poor result for the client. And that's not what we want at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Communication is definitely key. Yeah. What are the, some of the best places as a brand designer, we can help our clients utilize their brand photography, whether we are helping in the process or if it's photography that we've then acquired from jumping into the process later on? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm not to- totally certain like the exact scope of what brand designers typically do. Like I know a lot of them typically work on, um, like the, the brand book and, and the website. Um, but some ideas that I've personally given my clients to use their brand photos that, you know, brand designers can also encourage their clients to use their photos, um, would be obviously their social media platforms. Um, I think their newsletters are really great. Um, just because anytime that someone is reminded of who you are and your face and, you know, the essence of you, um, I feel like that's a lot more personable. Um, so even like your pricing guide, I feel like if it has your brand photos in it, I feel like that can be, um, like that extra human touch (laughs) apart from all like the numbers and the details, but like, like the human touch that's really needed. Um, and then also like, for even this podcast, like I'm submitting my brand photo to you to put on for the podcast. Um, but then also I've had some clients who are interviewed um, by online magazines or blogs and they are able to put their photos um, and submit those for those instances too. Yeah. There are so many different ways that photos can be used. My question to that, because this is kind of a space that I've been like, battling in my own head for my business is like, how much is too much? Like, is there too much photos that you can share that are from the same photo shoot? Mm. Like, do people get sick of it? Do they need new stuff? Like, and I guess tangent off of that question, like, should people be getting new photos regularly? Yeah. I think that like, it really depends on like how quote unquote, fresh you want your brand to feel. Um, like I've definitely, like, I feel like Instagram would be like a great way to like think about it because Instagram has a timeline attached to it. So like you're scrolling through, right? Like some Instagram profiles, you realize like you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And they're using like the same photos from the same photo shoot in the same outfit, basically in the same, in the same room, like everything's the same. Right. Um, and, and for some people, like they really like that. Um, me personally, I am not someone who loves redundancy, um, like things that are redundant. So I feel like for me personally, I wouldn't go that route. And like, I would want to like convey in my brand photo shoot, like, Hey, like I want these outfit changes, maybe this location, um, and like switching things up, like with different props or different, you know, the the different ways that you can switch up your photos. Um, and sometimes that can also mean like, yeah, like as opposed to having a yearly photo shoot, maybe I want like, you know, one every six months. Um, and I think it really depends on like how often people are posting too, because some people are posting once a day and some people are posting, you know, once every other week. (laughs) Um, and some people are like posting a lot of text posts or like reels and they don't really need like photos of them. Um, and so that redundancy isn't there, but I have definitely noticed it. And I think it's kind of interesting to see like how people are using their brand photos because yeah, I, yeah, I think I've, I've never talked about it with anyone actually, but I have definitely noticed like what you're noticing, I think. 
Yeah. I think for me, I get sick of seeing my own photos so many times. So I always <laughs> wonder, like, do people, other people, and that's not to say like, I love my brand photos so much, but I'm like, okay, I was in three different outfits in the same room. And like, there's only so many things that I can share. And like, I've already shared this, even if it was six <laughs> months ago, like do mm-hmm. people remember it. And I think in a way, like if I take a step back, people don't pay attention to me as much as like, I think they do, (laughs) but you do see that with certain people too, of like, okay, I've already seen that. Like, come on, do something Mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. But it is hard because it's such an investment as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I think that's also a big part of why, like I advocate for some of the shots to be detail shots. So like shots that like don't have the client's face in them, Mm. because I feel like like sometimes those photos can prove to be super, super, super useful in moments that like, it's not necessarily about you, but it's more about like an idea. And it still feels cohesive because yes, it's still within exactly. the same realm in the same shoe. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe it's like their hand, like writing in a journal or like them typing on a laptop or using a phone or like a shot of them just like walking, but like from a distance, it's not like in the same kind of like zoomed in yeah. Uh, like, like shot, like the comp, like what I'm trying to say is like the composition varies <laughs> right. and, and you get kind of like creative and like how to craft that composition. Yeah. I think this is a good tip too, for like brand photographers who are working with photographers. Oh, sorry. Brand designers who are working with photographers. Like if you're putting together a shot list, getting a variety of things, because that's going to be more useful for your clients in the long run. Yes, totally. Completely. Yeah. There's so many things to think about in this world. And like I was saying at the beginning of this, like, oh, we're so similar because like there's so much of our process that is similar. But even having this conversation with you, I'm like, wow, we are so different. (laughs) But there's like, there's the thin line that like continues throughout it. But our jobs are very unique. And at the end of the day, still all come together to like portray our clients in the best way and put out the best image for them. Yeah. Yeah. The Venn diagram definitely exists. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, last question. This is not something we've talked about during this whole conversation, but I know it's something that's really important to you and it's all throughout your website and part of your values. I'd love to know how your business has positioned itself to highlight the BIPOC, female, and LGBTQIA communities. Yeah. Um, so I guess part of that goes into my own story. Um, cause I feel like that's really where people get their values from. Um, and I grew up in a small, predominantly white town as a woman of color. And I feel like constantly throughout my upbringing, I just felt ostracized and like, you know, like left out or just like looked at differently or just like not you know, I never felt like I was part of a group. And so I feel like a large part of that has to do with like, yeah, individuals, but I feel like individuals get ideas because of group thinking and like group thinking comes from representation. I mean, even if we think about representation in, in social media or representation in the arts or movies and books and things like that, I think that there has been a recent uptick in better representation of underrepresented groups. But I know that when I was growing up, I did not feel that at all. So I feel like for me, um, in this moment in time, like I'm trying to harness that like energy that I'm feeling of people really trying to represent underrepresented groups. 
because I feel like art imitates life, but I think that art also influences life. So if I'm able to be a part of a movement that is going to center women and the BIPOC community and the LGBTQIA plus community, then I'll consider that revolutionary. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you obviously know this about me and our listeners do too. I am also a woman of color who also grew up in like this place where I feel left out and like nobody can necessarily pay attention to me. I feel like this is huge for people to like give them the confidence that they need to continue on their journey when they feel like they haven't been able to step up. They feel like they're not able to succeed, but like you're really allowing them to have a safe place to get their photos done. Like that's, I mean, Mm. at the end of the day, it sounds simple, but it's not like it's a huge part of their growth for their business and for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so well said. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think a large part of it is the confidence piece because if we think about it historically, I mean, we couldn't even own bank accounts, you know, we couldn't open up businesses. And so I feel like, you know, people of color, um, women, like we're able to open up businesses now, like that's amazing. Um, and so I feel like being part of this movement of change is like so inspirational and like definitely what keeps me going internally. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I think that it's really important to kind of highlight people like you who are really serving the communities um, and also, yeah, continue to be the spokespeople for those who don't feel like they have a voice yet and allow them to know that they do. They have a place here and they can thrive in the same way that like white people can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, everybody has potential to really like make their mark on the world. And it's really cool that you have this positioning for your business too. Yeah. I definitely feel like I've gotten a fair share of clients who say, I specifically chose you because of the values that you put on your website. And I know that you are like, like trying to make this basically trying to represent underrepresented people. And like, I agree with that. And so therefore I chose you. And I feel like that is really, um, it's also just really like reaffirming, like for me, cause sometimes you can feel like, like lost in, in like this entire, like online world being like, well, here's me and I'm not going to like stray from who I am. So then when someone like comes to me and like blatantly says that in a straightforward way, I'm like, oh, thank you for noticing that. That like really makes me feel good because yeah, sometimes like, I'm just like, well, like I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to budge from these values. Um, you know, and so it's really helpful and just like really like soul connecting when someone can, can really like straightforwardly say that. Yeah. Oh, that is such like a feel good moment. <laughs> I just got chills in the best way for you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me and for our listeners. I hope you guys got a lot out of this. It was so lovely chatting with you and hearing about your world and how it kind of has an overlap for us. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked um, learning more about this Venn diagram that we were talking about and also different like ways that our, our industries can support each other. I feel like this is like, yeah, a great conversation starter. Yes. How can people connect with you, chat with you if they have questions or book you for a photo shoot if they have one coming up? 
Yeah. Um, so my website, AdelineArtistry.com is a great way to connect with me, or you can follow me on Instagram, Adeline Artistry Studio, um, for brand photo shoots. You know, if you want to partner, um, just have like a coffee chat for potential collaborations down the road. Um, I also love to travel, so it's not just photo shoots in New York city that I do, but you know, worldwide too. So yeah. yeah if to you guys connect. don't know, New York city <laughs> is an international hub, so she can go literally anywhere. <laughs> yes. I can go anywhere. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love to connect just for the sake of connecting. So if anyone wants to like DM me on Instagram or start a conversation, always down for that. And you also have creative coaching Correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Business coaching for creative. So if you're a photographer or other creative business owner, um, and want to connect with me on business coaching, I'd love to help you with that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely go chat with her. Adeline is the best person to talk to. She's so sweet and kind and just loves, like she said, she loves connecting with other creatives. So she's a great person to network with. Well, thank you so much, Esther, for having me on this podcast. Um, I know it was a long time coming, but so excited. (laughs) So excited. All right, guys, if you have any questions, you can always join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash better brand designer. Adeline's on there. So if you have questions for her, you can always post that in there too. But we'd love to continue the conversation about, yeah, just being the best designers we can for brand photographers and for (laughs) our clients. So thank you again for this conversation. And we'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air, or you want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. If you love these conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash betterpodcast. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thanks to our producer, John, from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again next week.